welcome to the Carney E-Free Podcast. I'm Cody Riedel, the Communications Director here at the church, and this is a podcast where we just have casual conversations about what's going on in the church and culture, in the world and beyond. So today I'm happy to have our lead pastor back across the table from me, Pastor Adrian. Thank you so much for, for being here. Thanks, Cody. Happy to be with you and great to be back with the Carney E-Free Podcast crowd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so as some of you may or may not know, Adrian was blessed with a, a two-month sabbatical from the church, from, from our elder board, and uh, just thought, hey, let's have him on the podcast and just get everyone caught up on just some of the things that uh, God taught him during his time away and maybe other some fun tidbits while you were gone too. So Sure, sure. Yeah, the congregation was so generous, the elder board so generous. I think it was maybe 10 or 11 years ago that the elder board in concert with Pastor Mike Shields developed a sabbatical policy that pastors after six years of full-time service would be eligible for a eight-week sabbatical. And so I recently took that uh, this summer. I, I really wasn't planning on taking it this summer. Uh, I was thinking probably I would do it, if possible, during the summer of 2022. But I started to feel, if I could be just totally honest with me, you, Cody, yeah. and just a couple friends listening <laughs> on, uh, I just started to feel really tired. Yeah. And uh, I've always loved ministry. Um, I, I, I love ministry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wake up on Monday morning and I look forward to more ministry in the next week. Yeah. And have always been so motivated by the opportunity to climb the next hill and uh, live under the authority of Christ and then seek to do his bidding and be a sheepdog for Jesus. Mm. Um, but probably by the springtime I just started, well, before springtime, by wintertime I started to feel tired. I think uh, it's been a really difficult, long, tiring season for everyone. Yeah. You know, and that's true for for all of us. I think it's particularly true for leaders. And I think in the church, there's been some difficulty because you're constantly trying to make decisions that are best for everyone. And it's impossible to make decisions that are best for everyone. And you're going to let people down as a result. And you feel bad letting people down, and you go into this because you want to serve and bless people, and you want to disciple people, and you really don't want to be talking about every cultural issue that constantly comes up, or masks, or vaccines, or COVID, or um, you know whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But th- that's been part of the job for, for the past year and a half, and that's okay. But it it started to get tiring for me, as it has for for, for many many others. And then just on top of that. You think about what our church has gone through in the past couple of years, there's been a lot, and it's been um, a lot of good stress, but it's been a lot of stress. We did a $1.7 million building campaign and retired all the debt on this extraordinary building in these past couple of years. Uh, we helped plant a church in Magonge, Colombia. We built a prayer room. We built a chapel here. Um, we had floods, yeah. some of the most catastrophic floods. Remember that, everyone? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a long, I think it was probably seven years ago. Yeah, right. But it was just two years ago. Some seven most, years you've been here for six. Right, right? that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> some of those catastrophic floods in, in uh, Kearney history yeah. two years ago, and we had a, a great response to that, and I was honored to be highly involved in that response, as was our church as a whole. Uh, and then from there, you have... Uh, everything related to COVID and lots of cultural unrest 
and uh, social challenges and racial challenges and um, you know lots of political opinions and, and on on and on and I, I know everybody's been living in that and so I'm not unusual in in any way but I think um, it started to add up as a leader wanting to do what is right for the 2,000 people that call Carney Free Church the other their home mm-hmm. and um, eventually it just became time for me to get refreshed with Christ and make the main thing the main thing again and get refreshed with family. And so I was so grateful for this policy being in place and the elders blessing on me doing it after six years of service. And I'll put a wrap on this, Cody. Yeah. Really the the aim of sabbatical here is that a pastor would be able to get refreshed emotionally and spiritually and then also get retooled for some area of ministry, some area of learning for the future. And so I was able to, to do those two over these past couple months. Great times with family. Uh, feel closer to Christ than I have in a long time, which I'm so grateful for. I'm more relaxed than I've been since <laughs> since I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, of, of my of my talents, relaxation is not at the top. Yeah. And so I, I just I'm really, really grateful for that. Mm-hmm. All of that is kind of a preamble to your question. Um, what I get, probably the very best thing, though, that I got in addition to just rest and deeper intimacy well with Christ and deeper intimacy with family, was I had a series of nine conversations with older pastors whom I admire who have been doing this work faithfully into their 60s or 70s. Mm-hmm. And I went to them when I could, or when that wasn't possible, I'd schedule Zoom meetings with them. And so many were extremely generous to give me two hours of their time, sometimes even more than that. And I had a series of seven or eight questions that I would ask each of these pastors, and then the conversation would go different directions. But every time it would include um, discussions about ministry longevity. Have you done this for 40 years? (laughs) Uh, what are some keys that you've had to getting through the more challenging times and sticking in uh, a high-stress work and emotional work for, for so long? Uh, how do you get through uh, periods of plateau when you just feel like you're plateauing a little bit? Uh, how have you managed some of the cultural unrest that we've experienced as a nation? Um, how are you dealing with online, in-person ministry hybrid that still continues to exist? Uh, those kinds of questions and uh, meeting with pastors that I've respected for a long time and learning how they're processing these things and also how they've been able to uh, maintain ministry longevity was a unique gift, which I just felt like was from the kindness of God that I could learn from older men whom I respected greatly and then perhaps apply those both to my life and to my ministry going forward. Yeah, awesome. I mean, just everything you just said makes me happy that you you were able to to do that um get that time of refreshment and everything and um what was it what was it like i guess being away from your e-free family um positives and and negatives maybe yeah well i think um sometimes we realize uh what is good in life and also what is hard in life you have to step away yeah and it's when you step away that you gain perspective. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to get in the weeds of what was challenging. And when you get away from that, you realize, okay, these challenges are doable. Mm-hmm. They're not insurmountable. And uh, 
And so I got some necessary perspective and realized I can still do this job. <laughs> I, I actually do still like being a pastor. I really like Bob being a pastor, and I can't wait to put my hand to the plow again and be a pastor again. Um, but it definitely made me miss our church family in a lot of different ways. It was a reminder to me as I talked with other pastors and, and visited uh, many other churches. I think I visited nine different churches, eight on Sunday mornings and one on a Thursday night. Mm. And as I talk to different pastors, realize we have a really healthy church body. It's not perfect, like nobody's church body, but because it's made of people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're a church family, and we have a healthy church family, and we do a pretty good job of dealing with conflict. We do a pretty good job of resolving problems when they come up. And, uh, you know, made me really thankful for, for the structure that we have, for the excellent elder board though, that's in place. Um, being away and seeing from afar how great our staff team did leading things was phenomenal because uh, I don't want a church that's built on me. I'm not nearly strong enough for that. I'm not nearly wise enough. I'm not nearly charismatic enough for any of that. And beyond that, it's not biblical. I want a church that's built on Christ mm-hmm. that's led by a great team that's equipped to do the service of the ministry and to help other people be servants in ministry as well. And, and that happened. I mean, you— yeah, and, and and Eric and Scott and Jordan and Aaron and Charles and Carrie and on and on we could go. Did a phenomenal job over these past couple months. And so both up front and behind the scenes, it really made me feel, wow, it's fun to be part of a team. Yeah. It's fun to be part of a great team. And there's many people who I knew were going through a lot of stuff in their lives. And I was involved with those things in many lives. And I had to push a pause button on that and step away, which makes you feel like you're failing in some way as, yeah. as, as a helper, as a leader, as a pastor. But I put the pause button on those and hand them to other people. And more importantly, pray for those people and trust them to Savior. Trust them to the Savior, Jesus, who's the great physician who can truly help them in addition to handing them off as much as possible. But remembering again through this time, uh, God continues to spin it. Yeah, This is his. This is his. It's not mine, and it will continue to go on without me. And that's a really good thing. That's the way he made it. He intended it to be that way. So it, it provided that, that necessary perspective for me, which is ultimately really healthy for me, and I think healthy for our staff team and hopefully for the church long term as well. Yeah. What do you, what are, what's something that maybe you learned that was different that maybe someone's listening to this and, you know, they feel the same way that you did um, before you got a bit of a break, just feeling tired and, and worn down? What was something that you felt like maybe it was time, time away with in the word or, or maybe a different technique or, or something yeah. that helped them, helped you get refreshed? I think two things I'll, I'll share real quick. One is, uh, uh, Randy Madison shared this with me. Many of our listeners will remember mm. Randy Madison, but uh, he shared uh, that one of his keys to longevity was uh, know yourself, uh, be yourself, like yourself. Mm. And under stress, I don't know about other people, but for me under stress, I sometimes begin to envy other people in a similar position to mine yeah. and how much better they are at their position than I am at mine. Yeah. And that's a sin. Envy is a sin. It's a cousin of pride, and it's uh, a lack of faith in God. Mm. It's a lack of faith in what God has given you for the specific call that he's brought you to. 
And instead, that little aphorism fall from Randy was wise. It says, okay, you may not be as talented as this person in this area, but, but that's between them and God. Yeah. You have to know yourself, like yourself, be yourself. And I would add a fourth to that, grow yourself. Whoever you are, you know yourself, you like yourself, you be yourself, but then you keep growing yourself and then be okay with where you are. And I was losing a little bit of that um, before going on. I just wasn't really liking myself. Yeah. To be totally honest, again, just you and me, friends, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really liking myself that much. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was noticing the things that I was not as good at, at as uh, some other pastors, though, that I know. A second thing that was really significant comes out of John 5, 44. Uh, Jesus says this. He says, how can you say you have faith when you accept praise for one, from one another but do not seek the praise of the one who alone is God? Hmm. Like, like, sit on that for a minute, man. How can you even say you have faith when you're looking for the praise from other people yeah. but you're not seeking the praise of the one who alone is God? And I think especially as leaders, it's critical for us to always come back to, while feedback is important from other people, while I appreciate encouragement from other people, I don't gain my sense of self from the strokes of other people, from what I do or don't get from other people. What I need to do is get away on a regular basis. Yeah, I had a two-month two sabbatical, but what I need to keep doing is get away on a daily basis and receive my sense of self from God receive my sense of praise from God, that I'm a sheepdog for Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I, I follow him. That, that, that's, that's where I get my sense of self is, is in the joy of following him and being closely united to him. And that was just, a, again, another really powerful reset for me, Cody. Um, some people will be upset with decisions you make. Some people will like your preaching. Other people will not. Mm-hmm. But you got to be true to who you are as you are seeking to faithfully follow Christ and not seeking the praise of people, seeking the praise of the one who alone is God, who, yeah. you know, ultimately you live before the audit of eternity. Yeah, making sure you're dipping into the, the right well. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> we can dip into <laughs> a lot of other wells, but eventually they're going to go dry. Yeah. Eventually they're all going to go dry. Yeah. Yeah. Well. What's, what's something else that uh, – brought you joy during your time away? Maybe a family activity or or something? Um, A lot of just good fun adventures while with the kids, with Susie. Um, You know, things that we normally wouldn't get to do. We we went to some different areas in Nebraska that we hadn't been to, Mm -hmm. which was really fun. Went to Nebraska City and the Arbor Day Foundation. Went to Lake McConaughey and a couple other little lakes and uh, did some fishing and a uh, fair bit of jet skiing with the boys, borrowed friends jet ski, which was just a kick. Yeah. It was totally a blast to do with the boys. Um, but I tried to orient at least one week of activity directly with Elijah and then another week of activity directly with Silas. Mm. And we did a number of other things on individual days, but one week with Elijah was building a pergola on the back of our deck together. And that was my main activity for the week. Um, and he did a great job. Mm. And he's better at visual spatial skills than I am. It was so <laughs> awesome to see it. Uh, so that, that's just a great memory maker. Is he's becoming a man. And he's getting strong in those things. He's good with tools. And it was a blast to do with him. And then uh, Silas is 10. 
And we asked him if he wanted to do a golf camp, and he said, no, nah, not really. And then asked a few days later, you want to do a golf camp alone with Daddy? And he said, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be up to that, Dad. Yes, please. And so we did a golf camp in which I was his golf teacher every day. And then we played nine holes two times, and in between that we went and got donuts and uh, went out to breakfast and just had a, a great time of, of memory-making together. And so to have a dedicated we- during that week, Elijah was at detasseling. So I was able to just focus on Silas there, and then likewise another week focusing on Elijah. And, uh, you know, those are things that we oftentimes don't have time to schedule in, and to be able to do that was special. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I read something over sabbatical that said, we don't actually reach our peak of relaxation or happiness on a vacation until day eight. Hmm. Interesting. So you think about that, Cody, most of the time, the way we do vacations now in America is it's a long weekend around the kids' sports activities. Yeah. And we wonder why it takes us 24 hours to decompress from work and then there are 24 hours that we're thinking about work before we go into work. <laughs> <laughs> At least for me, yeah, it's probably no. 72 hours on either end. Yeah. You know, so uh, we actually need to learn how to unhurry. Yeah. And part of the way we... L- we, we would learn how to un- unhurry is if it's possible, and sometimes we don't have jobs that allow this, but if it's possible, try to take a longer vacation once a year yeah. where you can reach that place of relaxation where you're not thinking at all about work, and then you are actually giving the most beautiful gift that we can give anyone, which is the gift of presence. Mm. And that happens as we slow down, and that's only going to happen if we take occasionally a little bit longer breaks yeah and uh at least for us like a lot of our longer breaks were just here in Kearney that was was great yeah yeah there was uh, a funny meme that I came across one day that you know overseas they say hey I'm going to be on vacation you won't be able to reach me for two months (laughs) in America it's hey I'm going in for an extensive surgery text me if you need me like yes (laughs) yes that's exactly right And one of the greatest things of actually being away is, again, you realize the world goes on without you. Yeah. Hmm. And it's meant to be that way. Yeah. And that's good because he must increase, I must become less, said John the Baptist of Jesus. Hmm. And it's good for our souls to realize that God continues to spin the world on its axis without us that actually makes us more settled in his sovereignty. Hmm. That's awesome. Hmm. Um, well, I, some of the things that we're, I guess you're hopping back into now that you're, you're back, you'll be preaching this Sunday, obviously, but then we'll yep. also be bringing back uh, the gospel and informal sessions, that teachings that you started this last spring. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that, kind of reintroduce it to people that maybe missed the past sessions? or Yeah, sure. Sure. So the gospel is the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection through which sinners like you and me are welcomed into the family of God, freed from all of our sins, and forgiven forevermore. Uh, it's, it's basically that. And uh, the question is, what difference does it make? Mm. And what we're trying to do in the gospel and sessions is articulate and explore how the gospel would be the anchor point for all of life that we wouldn't think of the gospel as something that happened once when we got saved or something that leads to uh, an eternity in heaven well with God, as wonderful that is, but how does it integrate into all of life right now? 
And so we've spent some time talking about how the gospel would impact how we interact with the broader culture. We've spent time talking about how the gospel interacts with issues like homosexuality and gender dysphoria. We've spent time talking about how the gospel would lead us to being safe with each other, that it's okay that you're not okay, Cody, and it's okay that I'm not okay. And we can still be in the same room together not being okay because Christ is working on both of us slowly over time, and that's called sanctification, Mm. right? We've been talking about that. And um, this has great practical effect. And so this next one is about the gospel and the law. And many people would see... um, the, the gospel that leads to freedom and the law and the Bible as almost being in conflict with each other. I'm banging my, my fist together right now yeah. that they don't really see how these go together, but they actually really complement each other in so many ways. Uh, the law provides proper boundaries. The law uh, leads us to a place where we recognize our great need for the gospel, that none of us can fulfill God's requirements of the law, thus we need the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we'll talk about how these go together at this next gospel and gathering. And uh, I teach, but then there's opportunity for people to ask questions. There's sometimes uh, little discussion times for, for the audience to uh, engage in with a couple people at a time. If they don't feel comfortable with that, you can do that individually as they just write on notes though, that are provided. Uh, then toward the end of the time, Justine comes up and facilitates some uh, anonymous questions that people might have. Mm-hmm. If people don't feel comfortable asking questions, they can text in anonymous questions. And so it's a good uh, interactive teaching time, a little bit different than what we're able to do on Sunday mornings and then go a little bit deeper into a certain concept. And I I think this one's important for the reasons that I just stated, but also another one that I would say is really, really important on this is the simple fact is many people feel utterly confused when they read the Old Testament. You see so many laws, particularly the first five books of Moses, but then articulate throughout the Old Testament as well. So many laws, you say, how do these apply? Like these dietary laws, these kosher laws, or the Sabbath restrictions, or the uh, laws related to worship and sacrifice. And, and then, you know, which laws are still applicable and which ones are not, and why not? Right. And so I'll, I'll provide a grid on that Wednesday evening, uh, a litmus test on that Wednesday evening for how we would understand which of those laws are applicable to us today. And, and which have been fulfilled by Christ when he came and he died for us. Yeah. And so I think the, the good end, I mean, the great thing about that is it helps you to read the Bible with less confusion. It helps you to read the Bible feeling like there's less of an arbitrary listing of laws in the Old Testament. And then it, it helps us to understand what is the purpose behind some of the law in the Old Testament, even if it was fulfilled by Christ here in the New Testament age, though, that we're living in. Yeah. Uh, so it, it makes our faith more accessible and less confusing. Yeah. I, and I don't know if you've gotten a ton of feedback in, on some of the past sessions, but but what's some of the, if any, feedback that you've gotten from people that maybe showed up and were just newer to newer to uh, the faith or, or maybe more more seasoned in the faith? Um, what what, uh, what's available for people when they show up, I guess? When... I, I think uh, some of the feedback I've got is it's, it's been nice to have a, a strong teaching time that's mm-hmm. well thought out in uh, a less formal environment yeah. where questions can be asked. Uh, another one has been, you know, we have major uh, thought questions, cultural issues that we're dealing with 
Thank you for providing relevant teaching for how we would think about those, talk about those issues from the lens of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Another has been, uh, it's nice to be able to explore issues and not just have set black and white answers to everything, but but really plumb it a little bit deeper. Um, so all of those have been really positive. The, um, the feedback that I've got has been almost 100% encouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think there's just so much material out there, it's hard to know where to start. Yeah. And so this is an opportunity for us as a church to kind of edit things down and say, here is biblical teaching on issues that all of us have to deal with as we seek to orient our lives around the main thing. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, just like what you stated earlier, um, you know, the world goes on without you. Um, mm-hmm. And this provides time for, for people to, to invest in each other as far as of uh, what, what God has been teaching them and through this specific topic or mm-hmm. um, they're able to speak up and run things mm-hmm. by everyone else and we, we all uh, stay sharp in, in that area. And so, Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Cody. And a couple of people, there several, on several occasions, people have asked just the most wonderful questions, thought-provoking yeah. and emotionally deep questions at times, and they found, oh, it's safe here. Yeah. And we're not going to reach the next generation if we don't demonstrate that it's safe to ask questions. Mm-hmm. You can't just give prescriptivism on difficult issues and expect people just to believe because you said so. Yeah. You have to provide why. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll hopefully provide some of the why uh, this coming win- No, on September 29th at uh, 6.30 in the auditorium with, with Adrian again. And... Again, like I mentioned, Adrian will be back on, on Sunday mornings, uh, back at the pulpit, as he said. But uh, what are you most looking forward to just, I mean, you stated that you're, you're ready to put your hands to the plow again and be a pastor again. But uh, what are you looking forward to as, just as far as a Sunday morning being on stage and letting God work, work through your messages? I think um, it was so sweet to be back at church yesterday and reconnect with people that I've missed a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, to continue to hopefully, our, our goal throughout 2021 has been to provide stability as we just root ourselves in the Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. And so continue to do that, but I think with a little bit more energy now than I had <laughs> when I left in, in July. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think at least on Sunday mornings, it's reconnecting with people that I've missed. Yeah. And then um, hopefully shaking the rust off and learn to teach again. So get ready. Make sure you're caffeinated. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Exactly right. Nice. Well, Adrian, uh, it's so great to have you back. Uh, This has been so fun just to uh, just you and I to be able to connect. And um, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up this this podcast? Uh, Thanks so much for doing this, Cody. Thank you to our church for being so faithful throughout the past couple months when I've been gone. Uh, I think maybe the last thing, though, that I would say is I've really learned this summer how much churches across America are hurting because of uh, people not choosing to be humble with one another. Hmm. And I think the final word that I would uh, step out with today is this. Let's be deferential to each other. 
let's respect one another amidst the differences of opinion that we have on any number of different issues, recognizing that other people come to different conclusions on critical issues that we're facing right now in our culture and oftentimes do so through well-meaning research and they land on it a little bit differently though than you. And the way that Christians set themselves apart is by the way we disagree, that we disagree agreeably. And um, I'll, I'll read one verse and then wrap up. This is 1 Peter 2, 12, says, Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us. What we know that we are called to is to love each other well amidst our differences, live such good lives amongst those who are watching on from the outside world that they would say, yeah, they have differences in there, but they love and uh, they act with humility. They're deferential to those who have needs. And uh, they seek to respect each other amidst differences. And if the church can do that, it can regain its edge. Um, a lot of that I saw throughout this summer visiting the different churches. Uh, the church has, has lost to some degree. But I think we can re- regain our edge if we act in a way that is different than the world by always in all things speaking and acting with love and respect and humility even as we hold strong positions on any, any number of different issues. Awesome. Well, Adrian, thank you so much again for, for sharing with us, and we look forward to having you back more regularly and everything. So, And we thank you all for, for listening in on the podcast, and we'll try to catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks.